Hello and welcome! You're now listening to Fancy on Tour, a one-hour radio show for Stoke FM. My name is Fanny and I'm a vagabond from Sweden, currently living the powder dream of Revelstoke. In this show, I will share my stories from traveling with you. Let's get it all started. In the last episode of Fancy on Tour, I talked about my first time in Revelstoke. I went to an ugly Christmas party, or I mean uh, an ugly sweater party, and I had a very special Christmas pudding. And I also went to the Swedish ghetto in Revelstoke and had a special time there, so to say. And uh, I was also talking about how one can make friends just by having a hot tub, so-called hot tub friends. And now the story continues. And in this episode, I'm finally going to talk about the skiing in Revelstoke. This is Fancy on Tour, episode 4, Ski Bomb Life. The most amazing thing about being in a small ski town is that it's so easy to make friends. Because you know that almost everyone here are here for the same reason. Skiing. We all have this passion in common, and the fact that we dedicate so much of our time to the skiing makes us all connect very fast. A friendship that would normally take years to build in an average life in a city can take only like a month when you're living in a ski bum town. And for me, it all just happened. Suddenly I had my sexy gang. Yep, you heard right, that's what we call ourselves. But it doesn't mean that we are in a polygamic relationship or anything like that. We just think that the fresh tracks that we make when we're skiing off-piste are very, very sexy. The sexy gang consists of Cuckoo, Chacha, Fafa and sometimes Sexy Gaga. And over time we have gotten more followers like uh, Sexy Ossi and Kaka. And the group was originally founded in the beginning of January. Kuku and Chacha met in the gondola, started talking, and decided to ski together. And uh, Fafa, that's me, joined the group around the same time. And a couple of weeks later, we met uh, Sexy Gaga when uh, we were doing some slack country in the Montana Bowl. Our real names are, of course, something else. But when you ski in the trees very fast, it's important to be able to call your friends very easy and fast. And that's why these short names are so convenient and also really sexy. It makes you feel really special and sexy. So, here is a taste of what it can sound like when we ski. Yeah! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, sexy turns, sexy turns, oh my god, I'm so sexy, yeah! Coo 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 cha 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 cha, fa 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 fa, sexy gaga, oh yeah! Jump that cliff. I love my sexy gang, and we love to go on sexy missions, and ski sexy lines, and make sexy tracks, and so forth. It's just amazing how a couple of months ago we were all in our own worlds, unknowing what would happen and not knowing anything about this sexy group that we would have together. 
And here we are, sexier than ever. Maybe I'm abusing the word sex? Being a ski bum, what does it really mean? According to dictionary.com, a ski bum is a person who frequently ski resorts habitually, often doing casual jobs for the sake of skiing. I guess that's a pretty adequate description. During my first two months in Revy, I was unemployed and just spent most of my time in the resort and in the backcountry. And for many office rats in the city, you can definitely call it living the dream. But I also thought that it would be cool to have a part-time job, to be involved in the community and make some money. So I went to WorkBC, the Canadian answer to the Swedish Arbetsförmedlingen, and started looking there for some work. Well, you won't be able to work until you have your SIN number. Oh, how can I get that? Oh my gosh, you don't have it already? And this town is so small, you should have gotten it in Vancouver when you arrived. Uh, didn't anybody tell you that? Well, you can go to Salmon Arm or Kamloops. It's like one or two hours away. And how was I going to be able to make that? I mean, there's basically no public transportation at all in this place. But somehow I actually found a ride through Facebook. I mean, there are so many amazing groups nowadays. And I made it to Kamloops and I got that SIN number. So back again in Revy, I could start to looking for work for real. But it was pretty hard. All the restaurants had already hired people for the season. And none seemed to break a leg or anything to give me a possibility to work. But one day, a really nice offer came up. Ah, 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 ah. My roommate came home from art class. And she said that they needed some models for drawing. You should do it, Fanny. You can make some money. Oh la la, that sounded sweet, awesome, good. But then I thought about the promise that I made at the border control. Miss Fanny Walquist, your working permit is ready. And what kind of work are you planning to have? Uh, I will work in a ski town. All right. You can do anything except this. He pointed at a text on the permit saying, selling your body. No, oh, I won't do that, I said. Oopsie doopsie doo. I was going to break that promise. So it ended up that my first job in Canada was to sell my body. But not particularly in the way that the Border Patrol was prohibiting me from doing. I sold my body for art as a nude model, and it was actually very fun. And the art class needed more nude models. And I ended up being a nude model pimp, recruiting more models from my Swedish community of ski bums. 
it became a really good win-win situation. The ski bums earned money, and the jars got some good drawings made out of beautiful Swedish bodies. And I think this was so fun that I'm actually considering continuing with it. Maybe make it into my profession, who knows? Well, unfortunately, there were not enough nude model jobs to make a part-time salary. So I continued looking for work, and I ended up becoming a high-end slave. Or in other words, a fancy butler, working on a very classy lodge. And I'll tell you that I felt so at home in this environment. Why? Because they call me... Oh man, that's so true. Here you find some really good skiing. So let's talk some more about skiing. And I'm going to tell you a story of the day when I skied the best and the worst snow of my life. It all started really, really early in the morning. I went to pick up uh, a crew of rad ladies and we were gonna do a really cool ski tour, Mount Begbie Shoulder. And for you who aren't familiar with this sport, ski touring means putting skins on your alpine skis and walking up a mountain. When you have reached the mountain, you take off the skins and you ski down again. Skins, a friend once asked me. What the heck, skins? That sounds pretty brutal. Well, of course, it's not real skins. It's skins made out of fabric, aka fake skins or wannabe skins. So, back to our tour. One of the ladies, Lulu the Shredder, was the one who had been to the spot before. Uh, But to our sadness, she woke up sick that morning. Disappointed but still excited, me and the other ladies, Charlie and Lily, decided to make the tour anyways. And we had heard that the snow was supposed to be amazing. Amazing. So we started touring up, all in good mood. We chatted a bit, we made a couple of stops for snacks and to enjoy the beautiful forest. Although it was a fairly long tour, an ascent of 1,300 meters, and when we were almost up on the top, Lily didn't have any more energy to continue. It was her second time touring in her life on Splitboard. And I'm really impressed by how she managed to go this far as we did. And um, we made a group decision to ski down before Lily was too tired to even enjoy the snowboarding. And oh my, it was so damn good. We jumped pillows and bounced on fluffy fields in the forest And uh, since we turned around a little bit earlier on this tour, we didn't make the same route as we were supposed to do from the start. We we just thought that uh, if we just stick to the right, we will be all good. We will end up uh, by the beginning of the skin track again. And so we skied slightly to the right 
At least, we thought we did. And suddenly we came down to this creek, and it looked pretty good. But we could not even imagine what it would be like down there. We can probably ski down there. Oh yeah, if we just head a bit to the right, we said. But... Oh my god! Oh my god! It turned out to be so sketchy. It was basically a creek full of big woodies, logs at the bottom, and a lot of holes. And it looked pretty brutal. Turn around! Turn around! We were on an edge, and we had to take our skis and boards off and start bootpacking up again. No one said anything. We just wanted to survive. We made it up. Ah! And then we were on this field of small trees everywhere, and the snow was so crusty. Where were we? If we just stick to the right, maybe we can make it. But it was like hard crust everywhere, and we could basically not even turn to the right because we got stuck. It started to get dark. And after a lot of falls and swearing, we ended up on a logging road. I could hear a snowmobile approaching us, and I stuck out my thumb, and yes, he stopped. You want to ride down? he said. Yeah, oh yeah! Ah, minutes before we were trapped in this creek, and now we got towed down on the logging road by a snowmobile, on high speed. Oh man, what a day! That was the story of when I skied the best and the worst snow in my life. All in one day. And now you might think that Fancy is not a reliable touring partner. But then I'll tell you that you live and you learn. Erase and rewind. You have been listening to Fancy on Tour. And if you want to know more about me, my travels, and my show, check out my Facebook page, Fancy on Tour Podcast. I'm also on Instagram as Fancy on Tour. See you soon. I'm